Hi guys, so good to uh, be with you in this way. Um, I've, I've been off for a little bit, personally. Um, I've been having a baby um, and, well, not me having a baby, but my wife having a baby. Uh, he was born on the 4th of, of June uh, and everyone is well. Um, so really excited to be back in the Word of God with you in this way. Um, today, though, we, we are looking at one of the strangest passages in the whole Bible. Um, but I'm very much of the opinion that uh, the stranger the passage, the more fun there is to be had. Uh, as we today come to what is arguably uh, the defining moment in the life of Jacob. So we're going to have the scripture read for us. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. But then he said, Let me go for the day has broken. I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? Jacob. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Now, if you have been with us for any uh, length of time, you'll know obviously we've been going through uh, the book of Genesis, and, and you will recall that Jacob is trouble. And I, and I mean profoundly so. Uh, because that's actually the, the meaning of his name. It, it basically means trouble, uh, overreacher, uh, supplanter, he who grabs by the heel, trickster. And growing up as, as a young man with this label, with this name, Jacob would become trouble. He would be skillfully deceptive, a con man. And we see this uh, kind of behaviour from Jacob, uh, a few kind of key points in his life. Uh, we see in Genesis chapter 25, uh, where Jacob manipulates his older brother Esau out of his birthright, pinching it for himself. Uh, we see in Genesis chapter 27, something similar, uh, where Jacob would go full on Matthew Kelly stars in their eyes, uh, dressing up in costume to impersonate his brother to, on this occasion, steal his older brother's blessing. Uh, Jacob... Jacob would be a hustler. You, you make your own luck. No one's going to give it to you. You can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. That was very much what Jacob was, was like. And, and this reveals a problem, a problem in the, in the heart of Jacob, in, in Jacob's head. And the problem isn't the problem that we might kind of typically expect it to be. Jacob was out for blessing. He was stealing it left, right and centre. But the problem wasn't that Jacob wanted too much blessing or that he wanted blessing at all. No. 
On the contrary, friends, with the right motives, a job, a car, a spouse, children, good health, these things aren't a problem. Actually, the, the Bible would say this in Matthew chapter 25. It would say, for to everyone who has, more will be given. To everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10 says this. says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border that your hand might be with me. And God granted what he asked. Oh, that you would bless me. And God granted what he asked. Friends, God's not stingy. He never has been. He never will be. God knows everything. The only thing God doesn't know is how to be tight. Therefore, God doesn't get grieved when you come to him with the, the desires on your heart. He gets grieved if you don't. God doesn't get grieved if you, if you uh, come to him um, again and again. He doesn't get grieved when you, when you ask him for, for, for too much. He actually gets grieved when you ask him for too little. The problem with Jacob wasn't that he desired blessings, no. The problem was how he acquired blessings. Jacob would be someone that would, would grab rather than wait for God to give. He would be like our first ancestors in the garden, reaching out with his own hand rather than trusting God to give from his own hand. The original sin. Somewhere along the line, Jacob's forgotten the goodness of the God of this book. Somewhere along the line, Jacob has forgotten the goodness of the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. Jacob's forgotten the, the stories that he would have heard as a young boy. The, the stories of a God who delights in blessing. Uh, stories like that of the story of his, his, his barren grandmother who, who wanted a child for decades. God giving her a son, his father, making her laugh in the process. Stories like that of, of the, the f lavish financial provision given to his grandfather, Abraham. Uh, stories like the, the, the reality of God's statement of blessing over his family again and again and again and again. But no, Jacob's forgotten. Jacob's forgotten that, that God is good. Jacob would, would fall into the trap, the ancient trap, uh, the trap we've been falling in since the very beginning as humans, uh, believing God to be shrinking, limiting, constricting. He stops asking, starts grabbing. Jacob, if only he knew how for him God was. And we can all be like Jacob. 
That, that tends to be what you and I default to. The truth is we, like Jacob, are all pursuing blessings. And we have a tendency ourselves, if you're being honest with yourself, to grab rather than wait for God to give. And maybe you, you want the blessing of beauty, so you focus on the external. Maybe the, you want the blessing of, of, of convenience, so you take a moral shortcut. Maybe you want the, the blessing of relaxation, so you pirate movies. Maybe you want the blessing of, of intimacy, so you watch porn. Maybe you, you want the blessing of disposable income, so you don't give. Friends, what you're doing is you're, you're ruining your dinner. You're, you're reaching out with your own hands. You're grabbing rather than trusting the God who gives and gives without the guilt that comes with grabbing. So with, with Jacob not seeking the father, the father would, would come seeking him. And we read this. That same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 children. He took them and sent them across the stream and Jacob was left alone. And Jacob was left alone. God here wants to do business with his son. He, it's almost like God is saying, Jacob, there's just, this is just a lesson I need you to learn. And Jacob was left alone. Perhaps when you were younger, your, your mum would from time to time say to you, you wait till we get home. <laughs> you wait till we get home. Uh, my mum never said that. Uh, my mum wouldn't wait till we got home to deal with me. Uh, my mum would deal with me right there and then in the middle of the, the car park. Um, for my mum, the more witnesses, uh, the better. Um, and for the most part, it worked. Um, but on this occasion, God wasn't like my mum. God was like your mum. And he wanted to get Jacob alone. His aim. I'm going to teach this kid how to pray. His means. Jump on him. Ambush him. Surprise him. Wrestle him. His heart. I want my sons and daughters to learn what it is, how to obtain blessing from me. It's vital. It's a vital training that God gives here. And so where it was at one time Jacob who would grab, now it would be God who grabbed. And friends, let me say this. God... God is not afraid to, to grab. He's not afraid to grab your attention. Even, even in dramatic ways, even in extreme ways like we see in this very passage. Then he goes on to say this. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And this wrestling really is symbolic of 
of praying and, and a specific category of praying. Uh, not all praying is like this. Uh, it, it's not wrestling God to, to thank God. It's not wrestling God to, 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 to repent of your sin. It's not wrestling God to, to praise God. This is a specific category of praying, but a category of praying that I, I feel in, in our culture and context has largely been forgotten and neglected. And I believe uh, with the times that we are facing, with the times really growing darker and darker, darker right before our eyes, this really is one of the, uh, the messages to our generation, for godly men and godly women to, to pick this up and take it seriously and begin to cry out to God and wrestle him for breakthrough in our times and in our era. And while it's true to say that there isn't a, a kind of a verse in the Bible that says prayer equals wrestling, as you look through the, the detail of the passage, which we will do in a moment, you will see that this could only be referring and be a pointer and a picture of a vivid, a vivid picture of what it means to, to wrestle God, to pray and to never give up. And so we see some of its features in the passage, what it means to wrestle God. And, and one of the things it says in the passage, it teaches us, it says, Jacob wrestled all night. Jacob wrestled all night. Uh, this means that, that prayers that wrestle are, are prayers that you must persist in over longer periods of time. Uh, Jacob wrestled all night. Uh, but Jacob also wrestled at night. At night. Uh, and it's interesting. It's kind of like um, if you are praying to God, wrestling him weeks, months, years, even decades, uh, there will be seasons undoubtedly and undisputably where you go through darkness. Uh, seasons where it feels like God is, has left you. It feels like God's not listening to you. It feels like your prayers are just reaching the, the ceiling above and, and no further. And, you, and Jacob, it says, he, he, he wrestled all night. This guy wrestled through the darkness. Sometimes it's a, a kind of a, a chicken and egg situation whereby perhaps the darkness doesn't come later. Perhaps the darkness is what begins you kind of and kicks you off in this kind of a prayer wrestling journey. Maybe something distressing has happened to you or your family or in your situation and, you, and that catapults you to begin to, to kind of wrestle God in this way. Jacob didn't just wrestle at excuse me, all night. He didn't just wrestle at night. Uh, he also, he wrestled. And we mustn't forget and miss out on, I guess, the obvious. He, he wrestled. And to be fair, uh, while uh, physical wrestling can be exhilarating, uh, so too can spiritual wrestling, praying in this way. Uh, as God, by the Holy Spirit, supplies you kind of energy to, to persevere, to, to hold out. But with that said, we also mustn't miss the fact that wrestling is draining, it's tiring. And this is a real feature of wrestling God over long seasons. Another feature of wrestling is not so much what Jacob says, but how Jacob likely said it. Uh, Jacob says, after wrestling all night, after wrestling all night, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I doubt Jacob whispered this. 
This means that uh, prayers that wrestle are uh, characterized often by you raising your voice, lifting your voice. Maybe the, the tone of your voice begins to, to increase. It goes up an octave or two. You, you get more and more passionate, more and more zealous, even, even bordering on aggressive in your praying. Uh, you may, even as you're praying, begin to uh, have scriptures, verses from the Bible pop into your head that you pray back to God, seeking to hold him to his word. Friends, this is something of what it looks like to pray. But there is um, an elephant in the room. And the, the elephant in the room is this. Uh, Toby, you said earlier that God is a God that loves to, <laughs> to bless. So why on earth would a, and a God that apparently loves to bless then want me to wrestle him for it. If that question's in your mind right now, I think, I think it's important to, to consider that, actually. I think it's a good question to ask. I, I'll actually, I'll take you one further. I raise you. Because if I was asked uh, to uh, pick a passage in the whole Bible that would potentially show God hating to bless a person it would be this one right here because God God is is standing in Jacob's way and not only standing in Jacob's way like a bouncer stands in the doorway God, God is actively trying to wrestle him Jacob must have been at points like what on earth is going on like I thought what are you doing like I thought you loved me I thought you wanted to bless me look you're trying to pin me down you're you're that hurts a bit actually what are you what are you doing so let me ask it again. Uh, why would a, a God that, that, that delights in blessing want us to wrestle him for it? And, and perhaps I can compare it to this. Perhaps we can compare it to an Easter egg hunt. When your mum used to hide mini eggs uh, around the, the house for you at Easter time. The heart of the parents aren't so much for the child to seek and not find. The heart of the parent is for the child to seek and find. Which means the Easter eggs aren't so much hidden from you as they are hidden for you. Uh, further, further light is shone on this whole wrestling business. Uh, when, when you understand something of just how old Jacob was at this point in his life. The scholars believe Jacob to be around 97 years old. 97 years old. So either we, we serve a God that is so weak, he's unable to tap out a 97-year-old, or, or God is this kind of God that empowers weak people to fight and to win. And when you think about what wrestling actually is, what is wrestling? When you're wrestling someone, you, you actually get <laughs> really close to them, almost intimately so. And there will be points that you are wrestling whereby you, you and your opponent come face to face. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It, it just will happen. And that's actually what Jacob says in our passage. He says, I have seen God face to face. 
And you know, God, he, he is all about face to face. It's, it's why Jesus came. The, 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 the aim, the goal of Christianity, the, the highest, loftiest spiritual blessing that there is, face to face with God. Face to face with God. But the mystery is this, that so often when we are praying and, and wrestling God for weeks, months, years, the only thing that it feels like we come face to face with is not his presence, but his absence. And this is the mystery. That while you're praying and you feel like God's not there, you feel like I'm just praying and it's not going anywhere, it's, it's at that very moment that God is holding you closer and tighter than you dare imagine. He's wrestling you. He's holding on to you. And friends, that's, that's why prayer wrestling is so draining. So often we think when we are praying and what we experience when we're praying, that feeling of tiredness or drained of your resources being spent. So often we mistake that. We think, oh, it's God's not with me. God's away. I feel like he's abandoned me. It's a mistake. When you pray, when you've wrestled and you feel drained, I tell you, what you're experiencing is God. In your feeling drained, you're experiencing his grip. He's holding on to you. He's wrestling. That's why you feel tired, because his presence is so near. And the heaviness you feel is actually the heaviness of his hands on you. No, it's a, an intense God experience that we often mistake for his absence. But friends, I need to be strong with you now. Because there is treasure on the line here. There is treasure on the line here for you. With what you do with this message. It's treasure on the line. You either receive it or you won't. And you need to hear this, that there are frankly some blessings that you will never receive unless you learn how to pray. Some of you watching need to understand that this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Nehemiah says, should a man such as me give up, run away, Luke chapter 18 verse 1 says, man ought always pray and never give up. Jacob in our passage says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Finally, well done, Jacob. You're finally getting it. You're finally getting the, the, the attitude you need to have. You're finally getting what it takes to obtain certain kinds of blessing. He wrestles God Almighty all night. And then at the end, he triumphantly says these wonderful words in the Bible. I will not let you go unless you bless me. He gets it. It's almost like God, after wrestling Jacob all night, and he says this phrase, looks at him. And God's kind of like, he gets it. <laughs> 
he gets it. Did you know you can speak like that to God? Did you know God, God doesn't just allow you to say things like, I will not let you go unless you bless me. But he, he's looking to train that in you. And if I might address the, the gentleman for a moment, if you're a husband or a father, might I suggest that you should be leading the way in this? Might I suggest that you should be blazing a trail in this for your wife and your children to follow? To be like a rock. When the, the, the winds blow and the waves come, you stand resolute in prayer, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. It's part of your divine call as a, as a man of God, as a, as a father, as a husband. It's great dignity. God, God loves stubborn people, stubborn men, stubborn women that reverently refuse to give up in prayer. He, 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 he rewards those who persevere to the very end. We see the honour that he gives Jacob. He changes his name to Israel. Uh, Jacob, he's not an exemplary character, really, like his life. But God would give him this new name, Israel, which kind of means prince with God or, or God wrestler. And that would, from this moment, be the, 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 the name of the Old Testament people of God forever. Israel. Why? See the honour God gives to this man. See, see, God's like, he's, he's impressed with him. Okay, here you go. He gives him a tight Israel. The, the people of God are forever named after this one moment in the Bible. This key moment in the life of Jacob. See the dignity that God gives to people who call out to God. He loves it. He rewards those who diligently seek him and refuse to give up. I will not let you go unless you bless me, he says. You need to learn to say that. And, and I say you... You need to learn to say that because you, you, you may think for a moment, okay, Toby, I hear what you're saying, but you're a preacher and, 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 you know, I'd imagine perhaps you'd be good at this. I'd imagine you'd be good at wrestling God and be good at praying, that kind of thing. But me, I'm just a, a regular Christian, an average Christian, kind of a weak Christian, and I'm no wrestler. Well, well, well if, if that's your concern, if that's in your mind, let me say this to you, dear friend. Uh, Jacob had a brother. Uh, Jacob's brother was called Esau. <laughs> and uh, the Bible compares Jacob and Esau. It, it says this of Esau. It says, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, whereas Jacob was a, a quiet man, dwelling in tents. Uh, let me emphasize it. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. Jacob was a, a quiet man uh, dwelling in tents. Uh, translation, what the Bible's trying to say here is, is Esau was like Captain America and Jacob was like Captain Birdseye. Esau was the alpha. Well, let me ask you this. Who did God choose to be the warrior? Who did God choose to be the wrestler? 
Esau have I hated. Jacob have I loved. God chooses Jacob, the one that these things don't come naturally to. He chooses the wimp and makes him the warrior. If you say, oh, this, this praying, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I'll pray a little bit here and there, but wrestle God. And uh, friend, if you feel that, that is proof that God, you're qualified, that God has chosen you. If we've learned anything through the, the series we've done on Genesis is that God chooses the unlikely, the least likely, and makes them something great. God wants to do so with you, dear friend. And then the, the story gets a whole lot weirder. It goes on to say this. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. So what's all this business about hips and what has it got to do with praying? Well, I think the key to understanding this is to uh, see when Jacob's hip was put out of joint because it wasn't put out of joint before Jacob prayed, uh, nor was it put out of joint after Jacob prayed. It says Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. I don't know anyone who has wrestled God for long seasons that doesn't carry with them pain. I don't know anyone that's wrestled God for, 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 for months, years, decades for something and doesn't carry with them wounds. The, 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 the pain of discouragement, the wounds of delay, the pain of unanswered prayer. If you've ever wrestled God in prayer, you are likely to carry with you pain. Pain that you, 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 you would probably never have experienced had you not decided to wrestle God. I'll be honest with you. And some of you watching right now, you, you, you know this pain. Some of you watching right now, you're angry with God. Why didn't he heal them? Why did they leave me? Why did you take him? Why did you take her? Why can't I conceive? Why does nobody love me? Why can't I have nice things? Friends, the Bible here is being honest with us. It's telling us that prayer has the potential to, to bend you out of shape. Or, as our passage puts it, put your hip out of its socket. As a result of this hip displacement, Jacob would, would walk with a limp, walk around for the rest of his life. And this, this is what it says specifically, the sun rose up on him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. By this point, Jacob had wrestled God and won. That just before this, it says, and there he blessed him. Uh, Jacob has been living roughly 97 years of, of trickery and, and being a con man. And finally, he, he gets the blessing from God Almighty that he so wanted. You'd think that after this occasion, he'd skip. No, Jacob limps. <laughs> Jacob limps. I'll tell you this. 
if you've been praying for something for months, for years, and God finally does it for you, he finally says amen, you don't walk with a strut. You walk with a limp. You don't come, as Jacob puts it in this passage, face to face with God and strut. Ask the Apostle John in Revelation 1 if he, how he walked after he seized the, the risen Lord Jesus, where it says he fell at his feet as though dead. Ask the prophet Isaiah in chapter 6 of his prophecy how he walked after he saw the Lord Jesus with a train of his robe filling the temple. Ask him how he walked after that. When, when his first words were, Woe is me, I am ruined. I tell you, if you've come face to face with God, you don't strut, you limp. And I wouldn't want to make Jacob the, the hero of this story. I mean, it's true that Jacob has done tremendously well. <laughs> he learned something. Uh, he's been on a journey. Uh, it wasn't that this is the moment that changed everything. There's been, as we've seen, a number of moments of God breaking into his life. But surely this was perhaps the key moment. But he's no hero. Because there was truly only one person who would ultimately wrestle God and win. And we learn a bit more about him in this passage. We learn more about this mysterious opponent of Jacob. Because it says this, you have striven with God. But of his opponent, it also says, a man wrestled with Jacob until the breaking of the day. Jacob says, I have seen God face to face. Yet it also says, the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob. The person Jacob is wrestling here is God-man. Jacob's been wrestling the Lord Jesus Christ. It was him all along. And, and we see this wrestling match to be a, a preview. It's a preview of a, a, another wrestling match that was to come later. The greater wrestling match. Because where it says in our passage, Jacob's family and servants would leave him to wrestle God alone. So too Jesus' family and servants would leave him to wrestle alone. Just as Jesus would allow Jacob to, to pin him down so that he could be blessed. At the cross, Jesus would allow sinful men to pin him down so that we can be blessed. And Jacob gets off lightly because in our passage it says Jacob's hip was put out of joint. His hip. Whereas at the crucifixion of Jesus, all his bones were put out of joint. Psalm 22, verse 14. I am poured out like water 
all my bones are out of joint. We see through Jacob's wrestling, he would be changed forever. He would, for the rest of his life, walk with a limp. But we see through Jesus wrestling, he would be changed forever. See my hands and my feet, he says. Feel my side, he says. Changed forever because he wrestled. So friends, you need to hear this that it was Jesus that wrestled for you and on your behalf in the most important wrestling match in history. And it is through faith in Jesus alone that you can receive the blessing of God Almighty. And in this we see just how willing Jesus is to bless you. The lengths, the lengths he's willing to go to bless you. Jesus would be willing to have his face rubbed in the dirt so that you could stand over him triumphant. He would be willing to, to take the shame, the disgrace of being beaten, being nailed down, so that you can stand and be blessed. In Genesis, we see Jesus let sinful Jacob pin him down. In the gospel, we see Jesus let sinful men pin him down. And if you have the guts to wrestle God, Jesus will let sinful you pin him down. So friends, I close with this. If you're struggling with health issues, wrestle. If you're struggling with issues in your family, wrestle. If you're struggling with God's existence, wrestle. If you're struggling to buy a property, wrestle. If you're struggling with depression and anxiety, wrestle. If you're struggling with an eating disorder, wrestle. If you're struggling with watching porn, wrestle. If you're struggling in your marriage, wrestle. If you're struggling with your kids, wrestle. If you're struggling with wrestling, wrestle. Lay down your desire to grab and say along with Jacob, I will not let you go unless you bless me.